It's the Third Street Podcast. Are we live? Welcome back to the Third Street Podcast. Uh, no trivia this week because. Uh, Tell them why. Nope. Um, <laughs> this is the podcast. <laughs> podcast where we uh, we talk about some music that we like and we forget that we did trivia for just one week. This is episode ten, and uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Ka-chow. And I think that'll cut nicely in. <laughs> At least two minutes. Yeah, right. I still have a lot to, to unpack on. This All right, album. tell us about it. Sachi. All right. So this album is called Pages by Big Wreck. It's actually an EP by them. It's uh, six tracks. Um, what uh, the reason I chose this album? I've uh, I've just been like in love with this band ever since like last year. Me and Josh, we were uh, going back home from a Nickelback concert and hell yeah, and yeah, hell yeah, and he uh, put it on and um, he was like, dude, you you got to check these guys out and. I don't know how I haven't heard these guys. I mean, they've been around forever, and like the minute I listened to them, I was just like, "Yes, this is this is right up my alley." Kind of music. Um, so, with that being said, yeah, yeah it's a cool it's a cool little EP. For hey. Yeah, the EP is really really good. Oh, and also piggybacking off of that, Josh, when did you start listening to Big Rat? Because you also introduced them to me, but back in like. 2019 maybe that was probably about when i started listening to them yeah. 2019 2018 2019 because i don't remember i was trying to think of where i i heard of them because i had i'd never heard of them before but i remember seeing that guy's name every now and then ian thornley he's the guitar player yeah. and the singer in you know just like guitar shit online articles and people saying oh ian thornley's badass but i never checked him out and then um I was like, I got to see what this guy's all about, this Ian Thornley guy. I think I saw a YouTube video of him playing, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Quick question. Is he their lead guitarist and their singer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's phenomenal. So those fucking like, bridge riffs and stuff that that's he all riffs, him. that's all him. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he riffs. Okay, keep um, going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. But... So I, I think I was just, I think I saw a video of him playing or something, Um, and I think I saw something else, too, where someone was like, oh, this guy sounds... Like Chris Cornell, and I was like, "What?" I love Chris 100%. Cornell, one hundred percent. And I was like, well, "Holy shit, these like guys Chris are Cornell badass!" Too, yeah, I don't, mm, very yeah. different bands, though. Like Wait, totally, yeah. but I can hear the influence. Yeah. a ton when yeah. he screams and he gets up there for sure. But just his singing voice is very different. Yeah, but yeah. there's even some like uh, like uh, like vibrato moments where mm-hmm. he's not screaming, but he like holds out a note, and it's like. Mm. Chris Cornell would have done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, style. you can yeah. just hear the influence. Yeah, it's like it's like a, which is hard to do. I mean, it's not like anybody can just like I want to sound like Chris Cornell. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> but we were talking about before. Uh, these guys are Canadian. Mm-hmm. They uh, came around in the nineties. They hit Vancouver quite a bit, from what like any research I was able to do about them. Um, and I'm pretty sure they played. They played in the same circuit. As yeah, Canadian Nirvana. Uh, I mean, Vancouver's like a 45 minute drive from right uh, Seattle. Yeah, right. And so those guys were all playing in the same circuit. So 
It's so cool to me listening to this new EP. I keep wanting to call it a record, but it's not a record. But it says pages, and then it has like a a period and kind of a one, but you can't really read the one. Right. So it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. is it pages part one? I think on it probably is cover? because they. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Other records they've put out are like volumes one and two and three. Yeah. They so, had another release earlier in the year, which was a third part of like a three part EP series that they did yeah. starting in 2022. I like that one too. Yeah. The 7.1, 7.2, and 7.3, um, I think yeah. is what it was called. Those were very good. Yeah. Those very. were awesome. Yeah. Uh, they are totally um, growing into the social and streaming media market and they're just like fucking albums don't sell anymore guys let's just yeah that's put probably out five why songs five, yeah. six songs a time and just let's stretch an entire album into three different releases which is genius because streaming wise it works really well well yeah. honestly um, six songs is a pretty substantial amount of work like very digestible but yeah big rag pages and then it's like uh, point one. Right, like, but it's only the the crazy thing is it's only on the album art. It's not pages part one. That's right. not the title of this. Right. Yep. is just pages. So right. it's like almost like a little Easter egg. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up really quick. Can we discuss? Um, like I I haven't listened to. I started earlier tonight before we started this listening, going back and listening to some other big rec stuff because I was so uh, curious as to if they're always this way or if this is like something for this EP, but this EP is a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. It's weird. It's crazy. I, I love we're it. We're not always this weird. Early Big Rec wasn't always this weird. Or I don't think it's weird. Really. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just yeah. awesome. But Early Big Rec didn't have this much electronics and stuff. No, not electronic stuff, but they've they've always kind of experimented. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, um, and I'm not even saying that it's weird or... I think it's weird. It's not. It, it's it does it's just good. It's not weird. <laughs> it's just good. It, like, it doesn't sound weird, but like for so in Fairlight, you text the, the group uh, the other day and you're like, Zach, I just turned this on. I'm driving. I feel like I'm staring out the window in a movie. Right. You have this like three minute intro. It's like an eight minute song, seven, eight minute song, something like that. Uh, the in Fairlight, uh, the opening song. The opening song. Dude, when I first heard that, well, that opening, was the one I, texted. I was like, um, no, he texted about uh, the this acoustic one. Um, um, scroll down real quick. Weightless. Please. Weightless. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like feeling like I was in Parent Trap or something. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great song, oh, is that too. The one you were yeah, about? yeah, yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> the guitar melody in that really does feel like Weightless. Like, so, dude, I, was, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, the vibe of the okay, song like going. makes you feel kind of like just kind of weightless. Just, like the song title's right spot on. Very atmospheric. Yeah. Very atmospheric. We keep interrupting S. No, no, no. no. This, I want this discussion about the different ups and downs. I just, I hadn't listened to Big Rec before. I turned this on. It's like a three and a half minute instrumental. Intro. Like Dude. crazy, like weird. It like gives me like, uh, you know, like indie film movie. You know, it it reminds me of a like, 1980s like cop movie. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yes. Totally. A heist or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See? And so then Back to the never listening to Big Wreck, about three minutes in, I went, Zach fucking picked an instrumental album. Mm. I, went, That's fine. <laughs> I almost did i almost hit you guys with the new eric johnson shit and i was like i'm not gonna do that today <laughs> well i was like, i would have enjoyed it i was like that's i was like that's fine it's like 20 songs but just you know whatever <laughs> and then he starts singing and it was like real light you know i'm like all right 
and then you get through the song and it kind of picks up there's a nice little chorus at the end and stuff and um i was like well okay so that whole song is is pretty vibey you know yeah um i'm 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 interested in seeing yeah how, where it comes and then bailout is like a fucking Kicks metal song it's like a Kicks new it's like right a new metal song yeah yeah it's heavy okay but so yeah, I thought that when I heard the intro, and then I started hearing him singing, and I was like, "Oh, this is Seattle grunge to the core." Yeah, that part reminds me of Pearl Jam. I can't understand yeah. a word he's saying. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, joking, <laughs> and joking. Uh, bailout. So my favorite song on the record is probably not everybody's favorite song on the record. Summer long. Uh, my favorite song on the record was Weightless. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, no, it's a great song, it's a good but. Song. I think the best song on the record is Bailout. Mm. Uh, Bailout comes out, kicks you in the fucking nuts. He screams. He he gives you everything you want to hear in like that post-grunge. Yeah. Fuck he also you. hits some very high notes. Dude, yeah. Like especially towards the and end. And then what he's talking about, he's, uh-huh. he's talking about what soldiers, he's saying the horses and the soldiers are, are, are all trying to find a way to bail out is like what that chorus is talking about. And he's like talking about a war scene. And uh, he talks about, um, I mean, the main chorus is there. The men and the horses, and they're trying to bail out. Uh And it's like, he's painting a picture of like almost a, at least to me, he's painting a picture of like a Napoleon type, because he's talking about horses and men, and like I think this a, sucks balls. I think a lot of it could be very uh, metaphoric. Yeah, too. for sure. You know. Yeah. But uh, he's writing. He they wrote that fucking kick ass riff, and probably they wrote that riff before they wrote the lyrics. And he probably went like, "I need to write something like kind of heavy and like fuck you about this." Yeah. And he and then he put himself in the shoes of like. A guy riding on a horse in a Napoleon in a Napoleonic war, and that's kind of what I got from that song. Anyway. I I think it's bailout. Um, I think it's the bridge riff where it kind of picks up like dim yeah. dim 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 bim. That riff is badass. Yeah, yeah. But White Lies has the coolest fucking riff in the whole album, I think. Uh, bridge riff, anyways. Bailout has a sick one though too. Yeah, yeah. Um. I do want to point out in Fairlight that crazy long intro. That's how they opened their set when we saw yeah. them in December. So we saw them in so Denver about a, a month ago. Yeah, I don't and, like. Uh, it. By the way, wearing you their don't... shirt from that. Oh, nice, there you go. nice, there you go. fitting. Yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't. I didn't like. Oh, the intro. I drove forever, dude. I was fucking driving forever. I love and it. And I'm like, it's is this vibes. song ever gonna fucking change? No, I love now, it. Now, in a live setting, I would probably enjoy it, but it was, listening it was epic. on the record. I, I kept looking at my phone and being like 342, fucking 402. I'm just like, it's because uh, I, 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 my brain just went, it's oh, not it's that instrumental. long. I it's think, like, I think, I think social like media is just making it 54 seconds. He that's not that long. Have you listened in three minutes? That's not that bad. It's super vibey. I feel like social media just destroyed your like ability yeah. to, I was going to say like, you have in on something. You have a thing about long songs and I don't know why. I know, but I, love, I love shit. I love songs that like take you on a journey. I want it and, like, to let don't me just, vibe for a minute. And don't you know? just do your typical fucking intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, end. And it's like this is a journey. Change it up, man. Yeah, no, I'm I, fully I, aware. 
I completely agree. I'm fully aware about that about myself. No, that's fine. I I just think so change. I, I, I think still. to I think to see this song in fair light though. Uh, it's like to do it justice. I think Dude. that's the goal. Yeah. That was so crazy. What I Zach have. Said. Uh, <laughs> I have. While we're looking at it. Did you feel the same about Bird of Paradise? Two quick I opinions. In Fair Light and Bird of Paradise. So the whole record, I I went like this. Outside of Bailout and Weightless, uh, Summer Long and White Lies. Now White Lies is sick. Summer Long, eh. they're all good. They're all good. They're all good. Right. But I'm talking songs I love. Um, I really loved White Lies, and I really loved Bailout. I absolutely love Weightless. Summer Long, they started doing some weird shit, and I'm like, damn, these guys really like with the weird shit. I like their drum um, intro. On and that. then, yeah, the drum intro is sick. But by the time they got to Bird of Paradise, and I already had the taste of my mouth in Fair Light, of like, they go four minutes of an intro. Bird of Paradise doesn't have a long intro at all. They just do a lot of weird shit in it. And I was like, stop annoying me. The reason I like... <laughs> no, I think it's my favorite oh my song God. on the record. The reason I think it's the best song so on the record, unhinged, to me, it's just like a it's a giant like rock opera. Like I'm just like listening to this whole thing, and it's, I know I it takes me. Look at it that way. I, I it really does though. I like, I mean, I like how it even changes in the middle and goes back to the original theme. Like they're playing with like multiple themes here, and it gives yeah. me like that very operatic kind of like uh, like old composers would do this all the time, where they would have like a, a an intro kind of like right. The Bird of Paradise though, we're at like one minute and thirty seconds. They start going. And they do it for like a whole minute and a half. And then it drops down to... But it works so like, well. It works so well. I, I love, love it. it. So weird, dude. <laughs> so fucking weird. It's You can't tell me it's not weird. It's a weird idea. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't call it weird. Weird isn't the name that weird isn't the, the but word then, I would use. Okay, for it so then they go from that to then they do a it's rock different. chorus. It's different. They for do sure. like a rock. They do like a, a post grunge rock chorus. Right. Then they bring it back down to that acoustic part, and then at the very end they go back to that bad that right for like the last thirty five seconds of the song. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the song. Yes, but it does. It's still the same song. How do you? How does it not have anything to do with the song? It's like a. It's they didn't like a, use the riff in the song for any vocal parts at no, all. No, it's it's and an then opera. they didn't use the the riff for any vocal parts out of the song except like three lines on the outro. All, all right. right, hey Tannen, how do you feel about Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day? <laughs> okay, well that's four songs in one. That well, doesn't count. <clears throat> this is like two in one, but they're to do with each other. It's like an opera to me. It's like this is a okay. great. Zach's movie. getting offended. <laughs> Can, right. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I get it, though. Like, I get Zach's point, what he's trying to make, because you calling it weird, weird has, like, a negative connotation associated with it. It could be it. weird in a good way. Weird is not the the word to describe that song. I think it's eclectic. I, I, don't, think so. I don't think it's the word to describe any of this. <laughs> so, all I, all I wanted to kind of propose out there is I think that this little EP is a... It's a fantastic demonstration that music doesn't have to be 
um, formulaic. Like you were saying, it doesn't have to be, you know, intro, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro, you know. Right. It can be whatever you want it to be. And also, for the record, these guys are not radio. They're not a radio band. No, they never will be. So no, to well, that point, no. like. But, I mean, shit for not being a radio band. They've got hooks. Um, I don't know. I like So them. the other day, though, Zach, you said on your Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. The number one song is 13 and a half million streams on Spotify. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Not bad, but yeah, so that's... Zach said the other day. It's not yeah, bad. it's not bad. No, no, no I agree. Uh, but we're talking. That we're... song also came out in like 2002, something like that. Yeah, early 2000s <laughs> or 90s or something like that. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah, no, that's it's a lot. So Zach said the other day. Mm-hmm. Let's say two weeks ago, you guys went to the Big Rec show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three weeks. Three, three weeks. Three... It was like early December. So yeah. Zach posted on his Instagram yeah. story about them and said, I don't have any idea how more people don't know about these guys. Right. Now. It's true. They fucking rip. In I, my opinion, they they're rip. They're not a radio band. But mm-hmm. they are not a radio band. Totally, but I'm uh, saying like even just like guitarists. like Yeah, I mean, they rip. I mean, I can't think of many other guitarists playing in a rock band that can like rip the kind of stuff that he does he's yeah. definitely one of the he might be the if not the best one of like top the top three best guitar players i've ever what's seen what's his live. name again, he's Josh? definitely in the top Ian Thornley. top three guitarists Ian so that, Thornley. yeah mm-hmm. that i've ever seen live i think the only guitarist i can say that yeah. i've seen live that might take the cake over him is eric johnson and that's because it's eric johnson but i mean that's not fair um he's like you know eric johnson but this guy um, remind me, Thornley, Dan Thornley. Thornley. Yep. He, uh, damn, that guy really does look like he Carnell. is just so, so, so good. Another thing about their live show, and I don't know if this is how they recorded the what album. The f- you just pulled up a picture of Chris Cornell and thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> he kind of looks <laughs> he really like him. does, yeah. Uh, but uh, what does the black guy play? Drums, drums. He's the awesome. Drums. You guys are talking about this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, the guy's <laughs> right. He's old now. Go, go Wait, to their newer show. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying like I'm not seeing the. the I see like, it. Yeah, the resemblance. I he see it a little like bit. That that one, that picture, not so much. That's also, like a that's more current recent. picture. Yeah, I see more of this Chris guy. Cornell's Chris been Cornell. Dead for fucking. He's been dead for years. ten years. I see more. That's I see so more sad. of this guy than I do. We'll click next. Chris Cornell died in seventeen, right? Damn eight. We're going on eight years. Yeah. But seeing them live, one thing that I have a question about, like, as far as how they recorded the album, uh-huh. like, seeing them live, that's the first time, I, I can't think of any other time that I've seen a band knowingly that I knew they were just rocking Axe effects, and, like, he, the, the the tones he was getting, it was just super organic. I didn't feel like I was listening to g- digital, you know, okay. guitar emulation. Yeah. It sounded super organic. And, um, okay. like, yeah, it just blew my mind. They had their tones down to, like, a T, almost sounding exactly like the album. I, was, I don't know if they recorded with that, but, like, they I sounded good. I think he good. plays through Sure Amps, too. Probably. They probably just tour with, with Axe Effects because it's easier. Yeah. But, I mean, production-wise, everything just sounded amazing, even live, but on the record, for sure, you know. 
Oh no, yeah. it says their debut album. But if you go to their discography, the the earliest album is two thousand one. Yeah, but they hit the scene in '97. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, what a good band for being around for this long and still being able to put something like that out. It's dude, crazy. Pretty impressive. Crazy, crazy good band. I think they're for only real. getting better. You know, like see, I really like early Big Wreck a lot. Uh, now their recordings were not top notch. No. Uh, yeah, the production's not there on a lot of them. But um, it's definitely now. When you first sent me Big Wreck, which was in I think eighteen or nineteen, uh, I went through their whole discography back then, and I was like, these guys fucking rip. Now their drummer's gotten a lot better. Over I don't the years. think it's been the same. I, band. I think it's a different is drummer. It, yeah, is it a different drummer? Mm. Okay, this uh, guy was so good live. Like, um, also I, actually that black during guy that live show, I saw comparison. him change his like. His one of his drum heads while he was playing, like he was like oh, riding yeah. the hat. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he scary. literally changed a head. That's it, scary. And it's like, fuck. what the heck is happening right now? Uh, um, I was yeah. In the picture that the Aston just pulled up, that black guy looked pretty young compared. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Probably he, not their original drummer. Right. Probably uh, a session guy that's just really but, good. Uh, yeah, their drummer, who whoever they've had as drummer, has gotten better over the years. Uh. Their early stuff, their production has gotten much, much, much better. Um, much, much better. They have, I don't know if it's, they have a song that has Chad Kruger on it. it was How did he say it? I'm Kruger. Sure. Didn't uh, he correct or, everybody to yeah, say Kruger? Nickelback has a song with Ian Thorne. Kruger. One or the other. I think it's Big Rec has a song with Chad, Chad yeah, Kruger on Kruger. it. Yeah, he said he calls him Kruger because he called him Chad Kruger. He oh, and he like, correct, yeah, yeah, he corrected like, him. My name isn't that. Um... Freddy Kroger. Which, yeah, I, honestly, his name is fucking Chad Kroger. <laughs> I mean, looking that's at how I know, yeah. O-E-G-E-R, you call that Kroger. I mean, that's how I pronounce it, but middle of nowhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I just I love putting, I love going to the Big Rec page and just hitting shuffle and just listening to all their shit Me on too. shuffle. I've liked that a lot too. Because I, I find. Like, I had one today. One came up, and I was like, who is this? And I looked, and I was like, oh, shit, this is Big Wreck. Like, go to the go to their discography real quick and go to the Albatross album. How many do they even have? They have a lot. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just an incomprehensible amount of music. Has this been their entire career? Like, are they musicians through their whole career, Josh? Oh, do you know? What do you mean? Like, have they had to have other careers? I mean, obviously they haven't. Been I'm that sure successful. that he's. I'm sure that he's used music um, as his main. Can you means. click on? Uh, I think a lot of these guys are probably session musicians. I think it's all is fair, maybe. You want to listen to it? Yeah, just click. I just want to show you what, like, what I mean by. I was like, what the fuck? Like, just like the intro. I think it's this one. And also, he's got to be sponsored by Sewer Guitars. I think Sewer he guitars. is. Yeah. I mean, they, that's got to be a thing. Well, he rips, obviously. Because he had, like, a bunch of them, too. Is that a Canadian company? Uh, No, but they're, like, a really high-end... I don't know where they're from, but they're really high-end guitars. I mean, Yeah, super high-end. I mean, like, we're talking $3,000-plus guitars. Oh, maybe it wasn't this one. 
It's like a real, they have like a real like jazzy song on this album. Like it sounds like a jazz song and I was like, it's not this one. I'll have to find it. I'll show you guys later. Okay. We'll cut this part out anyways. Uh, Have they, so they changed drummers. Have they had any other lifelong uh, members? Do you know? I don't think they have. I, I think, think they had another really guitar player that was really good too, and I think, or maybe it was their bass player. Someone in the band died like within the last five or six years, mm-hmm. and he had been in the band for a really, really long time. He might have been an original member. Yeah, the the guitarist we saw live, he was really young looking with mm-hmm. the big hair. He was good too, though. He was great. Yeah, had this crazy like dual solo part. It yeah, was really good. They just locked it. You know, um, but yeah, so man. the lead singer plays all the solos and shit. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Pretty sure he writes Lord. the majority of the music. Yeah, he's he's definitely like the the powerhouse behind the whole band. So you know what's you know? cool so about that Canadian scene is maple uh, syrup. All of them were in the same Thornley uh, world. As like all the Texas guys we know, you know, uh-huh. and and they all know each other, and they all play shows with each other. That's how the Canadian rock scene worked back then. Where like they probably played Big Rec probably opened for Sum Forty One, and Sum Forty One opened for Three Days Grace, and Big Rec was on that same card, you know. Like all those guys played with all the same shit. Yeah, so I guess they're all based out of Boston. They're all from Canada, but like well, Boston's so- where they met up. No, yeah. So th- this is this is what I was just reading that um, it's you were just talking about the, the Chad Kroger stint. Uh-huh. Um, so this is Ian Thornley's other band called Thornley, but it said that uh, Big Rex's retirement in two thousand two, he returned to his native Toronto, and began writing solo material under this band. Um, that looks like the same guy. That like, that's probably the same, same drummer. Guy, yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, really, twenty plus years. Yeah, so um, working with producer Gavin Brown from Three Days Grace. That's um, what I'm saying. I just literally said all these guys played with each other. That Canada scene was tight. Yeah. How do you so, guys know stuff about that? I mean, I just studying about the Canadian scene. Studying. I just know about oh, the maple shit. syrup. <laughs> Okay, well, see, he looks like Chris Cornell in that picture. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. I just think yeah, he looks I like mean, Cornell if Cornell had short hair. I also Cornel know that their their merch guy was a pretty big well, Kale McCarr fan. Not that so one, but like when the first Audio Slave album came out, he had oh, like yeah. short merch like guy. spiky He hair. doesn't look like Chris Cornell anymore. So that that makes sense why they had Chris Cornell looks like, you know. But God. he probably Ian, <laughs> this Ian Thornley Dude, I probably I hates know. the Chris Cornell comparison. I mean, it is. It's a compliment. It's, I mean, it's maybe definitely the, a compliment. The looking like somebody, yeah. But I mean, being, I get that. Okay, but so sounding like him, I mean, someone that's regarded as one of the best vocalists in ever. history. You know what I think about this album? It's great. It's a Zach, great record. Zach, it is really good. Zach started it off basically saying my thoughts that it's a roller coaster, right? We spend. I'm trying to spend, be. We spend eight minutes like developing this like. 80s identity with the first song right and, and then, then, then the like second drops. song i thought that i thought that my phone had switched to something else for some reason when it hadn't right and then it's like all of a sudden we're like it's pretty jarring all of a sudden it's like clutch dump into new metal you know what i mean yeah. and i was yeah. like what the flippity 
flip-flop is going on here, dude. And then we're right back to the to the 80s vibe music. Like Summer Long. Yeah, dun, 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 on the third dun, dun, song. They it's came like right out of the Vancouver it. scene. Cornell comes out of the Seattle scene. They fucking all look the same. So they look alike. Okay, so let's... Uh, let's <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Big Wreck. I liked it. I, I liked it. It had a lot going for it. Um, you know, it man, and I it it's, got around. Man. It's really interesting to listen to something like this after our last episode. You know, one of the major talking points, at least for me, was that that whole album kind of sounded the same, right? Yeah. Like all, all of those songs were like, did the did another song start? Did the last song end? It was. Just, I was like was, trying to think. It was just oh, it was all very very similar, mm-hmm. and yeah. and this. Is the complete opposite of that. Polar opposite. You know right? what I mean? Every single song is different. You know what I mean? Completely different. Well, even Completely in the middle vibe. of every song, the dynamic drops. The yeah. musicianship is just on another level. Than, Big yeah. dynamics, well, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, just, I think it... Yeah, yes, the musicianship is there, but it's also like just the, the creative freedom to go, we can do... Uh, right. We want to drop here? Yeah. Cool. All right, first song we want to be seven minutes and you know have this crazy elaborate intro and then you know go wherever we want with it. Second song, fucking metal out or you know metal song, and then third song we're gonna go back and we're gonna you know then they have these '80s vibes in there. They have this early 2000s influence in there. It's but everything is so uh, all the influences are so apparent too. It's like you don't go oh well that that riff is kind of this and kind of that. It's like, well, that's like a, this riff, you know, but the vocals are here. You know, it's so, uh, definitive in the influence. Also, it's really cool. The pre-chorus and bailout. I always, every time I hear that pre-chorus, I go, God damn it. I wish they stuck on that, but they don't. And then they change it for the chorus, Mm -hmm. but I'll show you guys later what I'm talking about where like, my brain wants to go on that pre-chorus because that pre-chorus is so catchy on bailout. Um, I, and then, um, waitlist. Do you guys remember the band, the laws out of like the L a apostrophe S they were a English band. They did. There she goes. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what waitlist reminds me of. And she goes again. I remember that song off of like Yeah, Parent Trap or something. Yeah, it's like a fucking um What is that off of? Not another teen movie, maybe? Maybe. I yeah. think it's off of that. Freddy Got Finger. Yeah, one of those like <laughs> Yeah. One of those movies. But there was parts of this album that definitely sounded like a soundtrack, you know, like a movie soundtrack, and I loved yeah. it. All right. Which um, one write down Very immersing. Let's do uh let's do thumbs up, thumbs down. And then we'll get to uh, we'll get to the outro here. We'll wrap this little thing Sweet. up. Okay? Um, on the count of three, thumbs up, fifty percent or down. Those are your three options. No sixty percent. One, two, three. That's Ooh. a five. That's a fiver. That's five thumbs up. And Big Rec deserves a five out of five. I like if it. I vote on the last song. I would be thumbs down. He'd be wrong. <laughs> As an He'd be wrong. EP. I'm going thumbs up. All right. So uh, pages. Big big wreck. Yep. Big 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 wreck. Um, big <laughs> wreck. Then, uh, pages. Great album. We give it a five thumbs out of five thumbs. And uh, Zach, you've got uh, a recommendation for everyone to listen to this week. Yes. Um, there's so many songs out there, but I, you know, with football season 
kind of coming to an end here, or, you know, playoffs, whatever, I thought it'd be great to listen to Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. Steely Dan, we're just on a Steely... Three weeks in a row with Steely Dan reference. (laughs) I'm feeling... This is on the album Asia. (laughs) Just listen to the whole album, but really listen to the song. Hey, guys, really quick. John Deacon. The movie is It Takes Two. The Olsen Twins. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Since my, phone, oh, oh, oh. my phone's been doing the thing where there we've talked about Steely Dan so damn much. Again. My TikTok, every third video is a Steely Dan reference or Heck a song yeah. or some Dude, shit. Dude, it's good for you. It's Bro, man, that's not okay. Steely Dan's a great band. And just in case you'd forgotten, your telephone is listening so to you at all way, yeah, yeah, And it's tracking yeah. you. Okay. Um, we got some shows coming up. Uh, check the link in the bio, SDA6. This is the Third Street Podcast. It's everywhere. Check out our merch. Um, oh, my God. Wyatt, show him your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Holy socks, like, Wyatt. Dude. Hey, dude. hey oh, I thought hey, you got new socks hey, for Christmas. Hey, hey, if you guys could. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys could. Through them. Wait, 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 wait. If you guys could buy our merch, please, because I really need new socks. <laughs> <laughs> we we need money for Dude, socks. He came over for dinner, and I just mopped my floors. <laughs> they were very Literally clean today. floors. Man. Very clean floors, very clean spaghetti. 10 out of 10 dinner at Tannen's house. <laughs> great right. spaghetti. Oh my and that, that does it. That does it. We'll see you next week. Uh, bye-bye, Tannen. Bye-bye, Tannen. Bye-bye, Tannen. Bye-bye, Tannen. Bye-bye, Tannen.